0: This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we are watching Emissary. I'm Van Velding, and this is like my 10th time watching Deep Space Nine.
1: I'm Kits. This is my first time watching Nine Deeps of Space or Deep Space Nine, either one.
0: You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. So look, in the 90s, okay, this was all we had for crawls it was star trek or nothing star wars was on vacation
1: (laughs) it's a good crawl it's good speed it is
0: i don't think we ever see it on on star trek again so like i realized when i was watching um what rogue one that crawls are really convenient expositional devices but (laughs) i'm talking over the borg invasion the biggest deal in star trek
1: i feel like i just saw this
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because we just watched <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just watched Best of Both Worlds So We actually get to see the battle, we, we didn't get to see it in Best of Both Worlds And these are so, some
1: Cool effects
0: That are. That like, ship they, just
1: kind of disintegrating
0: Yeah, it's crazy scary Because it is The battle's supposed to have like 40 ships on it But they didn't mm-hmm. have the budget for that So
1: They come in one at a time As is custom <laughs>
0: It's easier to shoot them that way. Yeah. And the 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 things are, they're, they're ships of the line, essentially. So they are kind of like Horatio Hornblower, three-masted ships, just broadsiding things.
1: So there so. goes the ta- captain, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to see that captain again later, playing a different character. But um, <laughs> he has a very distinctive voice. So, um, but yeah, it's our classic Star Trek, bridge full of rocks. <laughs> so, but yeah, I um, it would probably be more realistic in Star Trek if these ships just poofed, right? But, um, you know, we get a lot of dramatic timing on this,
1: they've got force fields. So, my question right here is they knew they were lining up for a big war. Why are there civilians on the ship in the first place?
0: That's a really great question. <laughs> even, even if they traveled so far that they, they could only barely get there in time, that still meant they have time to get rid of civilians. So we've also only ever seen civilians on, like, galaxy-class starships, like the Enterprise, not, like, little ships like this. So it, there's not a good explanation for that. So It's
1: for the drama.
0: Maybe maybe they sent out all their shuttles with civilians that they could, and Jennifer yeah. decided to stay with jake i don't know it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make a lot of sense so um but yeah we're learning a lot about ben cisco real quickly here
1: yeah
0: i mean he's um he's not a captain he's just the, the second officer he doesn't even get to give the orders here so but (laughs) <laughs> this guy's Hiranag Zar. He's only named in beta canon. We never see him in the series, and yet he is an absolute hero. Calm, cool under fire. He's about to save Cisco's yep. butt.
1: Yeah. And I, had I, the I, for, had the thought to use the the medical tricorder to be like, now she's yeah. there's no yeah. one to save.
0: Again, this guy is just... He should have gotten a lot of awards for this. I, I can only imagine he doesn't show up in Star Trek later because he would just solve all of those problems. <laughs> they probably put him on Trilus Scott's ship. we she, She's not a DS9. She's, she's in one episode of TNG, but she's the youngest captain ever. And shes yeah. I assume she's always out there being incredibly competent. So. But, um, you know, what we're seeing here is that these these guys are the B crew. They're not... They're not the winners of of the Star Trek universe the way the T and G crew is. Goodbye. Yeah.
1: And then their ship. Dramatically.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been just super high intensity, and then this moment of calm when everything's um, gone.
1: And it's it's nice that the Borg don't care about survivors, right? They <laughs> they would never perceive these ships they they don't care right
0: um, yeah they don't whenever whenever we roll up in best of both worlds part 2 we're, we're like we scan the area there's no survivors at all I'm like well I guess these guys are just really fast then <laughs> they just left quickly so but whatever being survivors of a Borg incursion is is pretty a pretty heavy place to start and it ties it into the next generation
1: yeah And one of the first real conversations we see is him and his kid. And I like that they are establishing his character this way because not a whole lot of people in Star Trek have kids this age and like clearly have close relationships with them. Although this is really confusing. Oh, yeah. Because the holodeck goes away, right? (laughs) Yeah. But he still has the fishing rod. Heck, Why does he have a, a real of... fishing rod for a holiday? People holodeck. have
0: real accoutrement. <laughs> People have real things that they carry. So Data has like a real Sherlock Holmes pipe. He oh, that's true. He does. <laughs> Picard has a real saddle that he uses for holodeck horses. So we never see Jake's fishing rod again. So I'm really just <laughs> making stuff up. He doesn't have like a Castmaster 3000 that he talks about in later episodes. <laughs> So, I have no idea. It's so weird seeing Deep Space Nine in orbit of Bajor. Because um, they move it in this episode, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And they never move it again. So, it's like a really nice, it, it's part of the story. And putting things in order of planets is like nothing for Star Trek. But um, before this episode is over, we're going to move Deep Space Nine to a wormhole. And in this credit sequence, in this credit sequence only, there's no wormhole.
1: I didn't, there's... yeah, I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah. Because it hasn't happened yet. So you don't know to miss it. It's just more space. Yeah. But um, in subsequent credit sequences, they're going to add that. So. Cool. Yeah. It's a nice little touch. They didn't have to do it. No one would have noticed. No, they, they weren't making this for VHS or DVD or streaming where people are going to watch it a million times. Um, I feel so like people would Elfett... notice anyway, though. I mean, Star Trek nerds would, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, the jury's still out on whether this is a Star Trek show made for Star Trek nerds or not.
1: That's true. Um, it's very on Star Trek in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it has to set itself apart from TNG, right? And yeah. TNG itself is setting itself apart from the original series. So is it just the opposite of the opposite, or is it something entirely different and new? Um, I think yeah, the characters I mean, in this mm-hmm.
1: are just a lot more three-dimensional, right? They're a lot more flawed than they are in both the original series and TNG.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't want to talk ahead about like things that are going to happen, but yes, there's a lot more complexity to these characters, a lot more flaws to these characters than, um, what you said. What you said, yeah, totally, totally that.
1: Oh look this this space station has room for more than one ship, that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so many of them. Um, so they they initially made this and they're like, oh, it doesn't look right, and then the the LA riots of 1990 happened, and they're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> We we have a visual motif we want to do for our first introduction to the station. Dang. Yeah. So it's so weird because, you know, a few days ago this place was a fully mobile uh, oppression fortress. And now uh we only see glimpses of that later on. But now it's just people picking up.
1: Yeah. So. And a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's good, though. It's going to give us a, a place to go. Um, oh, uh, Chief O'Brien. Yes. So.
1: He's going to get a bigger role in this, I, <laughs> I expect.
0: Yeah, he is main cast now. On TNG, he was just an occasional guest star who'd show up for different things. Um, they're like, hey, we need, we need an extra to say some lines. Where's Chief O'Brien? And he would do more than that, you know, over time. But he still just popped up from time to time. So, they're hitting us with it. They're hitting us with, Cardassians just left Bajor. Um, they messed up the station. We have an economic problem here. There's this religious guy, maybe. D- does he come off as religious?
1: Oh, yeah. He come up, he, okay. he 100% comes off as like part of a cult.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So...
1: This is very much like we just moved and I hate it vibes from this child. Oh, yeah. I think they nailed that. There oh, isn't yeah. even anywhere to sleep, dad.
0: Oh yeah. That's great. Oh yeah. Cards like I'd like to see you ASAP and Cisco's like noted. <laughs> Red 1437 hours. <laughs>
1: I love the it's dynamic he has with his son where Yeah.
0: He's
1: like it's just like camping. It's just yeah. terrible to say. It's
0: good. I mean it's good to spend a little time not not to call back to being dad, which just happened. But oh, it is sometimes Christ. good for your kids to deal with adversity.
1: <laughs> yes. Not uh um, that capriciously, but yes.
0: C- Yes, Capriciously is a very good description of that.
1: But my sister is the provider of that. She's a mother of three, and she has opinions on that whole thing. Oh,
0: I imagine. Again, we've gone to the Promenade, and now we're in Ops, and we get a a good scan of the whole area. It's just great. Yeah. Everything's lots of broken. things to take. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything's broken, man. 32 That's Celsius be...
1: is very warm. Is it? Oh yeah. So okay. so there's a mnem- mnemonic Um it's if I can remember it. 30 is hot, 20 is warm. 10 is nice. No, 30 is hot, 20 is nice, 10 is cold and 0 is ice. For okay. us us Americans who aren't used to the metric
0: system. Yeah. 30 is very Okay. Warm. so Major Kira first impressions
1: (laughs) I love her just at this moment (laughs) I'm like I love her already
0: it's so great I just they almost kept um, Michelle Forbes as Rolaren for this and she didn't want to do it thank god Michelle Forbes is great (laughs) but they were so lucky to have Nana Visitor do this role and she's an outsider too. She's not a Starfleet officer.
1: Yeah. She makes that clear. And she's very upfront. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like immediately we have conflict inside of our main cast.
1: And Cisco's <laughs> approach is like being nice.
0: Yeah. Even too like, nice.
1: Like Go
0: ahead. I was going to say, all, all of this aggression is kind of pouring off of him. It seems like. Um, and, and he's trying to make a, a good case. But he wants to listen to her. Yeah. This is very convenient he's, as a... Hmm?
1: I, I think it's communicating here that he's also really unhappy with his position here. Yeah. But he wants to make it work
0: he does like there's no clue that he's thinking about leaving starfleet yeah at this moment he's he's building this even though he's not going to be around for it he might just be the guy that's here the first week of school and (laughs) then you have a regular teacher for the rest of it yeah that's his plan i like that just a little eyebrow raise and he decides to go along so this is um the late aaron eisenberg Um. Playing this character, he's going to be a recurring character.
1: Which one, the Ferengi or the other guy? I assume the Ferengi yeah, the Ferengi.
0: Nog. Okay. So, like, oh, he's just a bit character, but now he's going to be around. So. So. Now we get Odo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thoughts thoughts on Odo. Um,
1: that was terrifying, but otherwise good (laughs) this this horrible Terminator man here but no yeah
0: yeah. Hmm. they don't quite have all of his makeup done so he's gonna look a little different in the future but you, you get the gist of the guy so he meets the new station commander and begins chewing him out
1: yeah and Cisco's immediately like Kind of doing a show of power here, which I think works in this like really. It it invites conflict, but that's better than standing by and letting them do whatever they want. If you have to be leading them, right? If you're their new boss, yeah.
0: he's thinking on his feet. Yeah. So, and now we have Quark, who's also a main cast character. Yeah, on Starfleet. <laughs>
1: The hissing was a good touch.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a callback to the original Ferengi we saw. We've come a long way from guys. Also played, uh, this is, um, Quark is played by, I can't feel i blanking on this, Armin Shimmerman, who played mm-hmm. one of the first Ferengi in, in TNG. Um, and they wore furs and they kind of prowled around. And that hissing is kind of left over from that. But yeah. um, he wanted to reform them into something a little better than, than that.
1: It's like nah this is me meaning god why yeah right also I love that plea bargaining is a Ferengi tradition not yeah. a human one we don't do that anymore <laughs> we're too good for that
0: yeah yeah we don't and it says you know it's it explains something about an alien culture to us in terms that we understand yeah so they, they didn't know if they'd get Patrick Stewart for this but he's like yeah I'll do that oh so I mean they, they paid him money I'm sure but yeah He's been he's been pretty chill this whole time But he is ice cold now
1: Yeah I would almost say it's out of character That he just glosses over that Super, just like Well, anyway, speaking of a change of subject
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean, he's He's got layers to him We understand that he's Pretty chill about how he handles these things And then he turns around And that, that I think that anger is also real It comes from a real place Yeah so.
1: I guess I would have assumed that with the passage of time he would have been a little less
0: I mean, let's just the change the subject <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> yeah. but I guess three years I mean it's PTSD doesn't just go away
0: yeah and I, if he does have um, t- twenty 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 has given me the opportunity to discuss loss with a lot of people Yeah, um, and sometimes severe losses uh, you know they never really go away they you know they stay with you for a long time and it gets a little less eventually yeah. to the point where you're actually more upset that you're not as upset as you used to be but that's not that's not a three year deal so. yeah but
1: despite his demeanor I think he his actions here are, are still pretty stand up stand up-ish stand up oh, guys Picard? yeah
0: i mean picard's the one who who helped murder this dude's wife so (laughs) i mean it's easy for him to be chill about this he didn't suffer anything well i guess he kind of did didn't he but
1: well i mean in in bringing up this conversation with him despite the fact that it's
0: yeah i mean again picard didn't do anything wrong when it comes to being assimilated like the Borg just violated his humanity and used him as a tool. Like, they just downloaded his brain. Yeah. Um, but... Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. I, I feel like a little bit of Picard's dialogue was unfair here, where he's like, I know you don't want to be here. What's up with that? And he's like, well, it's not a great place for his son. He's like, well, you have to do that. And Sisko's like, yeah, that's why I'm leaving, man. I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. He's like, oh, yeah. So, okay,
1: good point. But to spoil it a little, yeah. the fact that he does not, in fact... Mention it to Starfleet is yeah. g- good.
0: He's a, he's a captain. He knows all the tropes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this dude's name was in the credits. He's not <laughs> going anywhere. So. I think Quark's nose is wrong in this episode, too. His prosthetic wasn't done. Oh. So, this is his brother's nose that he's wearing right now.
1: I would have never noticed that
0: oh yeah i mean it's, it's something like you watch the series and you watch the pilot and you're like why are they different why do they not look the same so like, yeah it's just little things so there this thing was barely put together in time i think terry farrell was reading her lines oh man after they they'd been on set for like five days they cast her like last dang um and it's 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 a very she tells the story where she's like i was like five days late joining the crew. And I think that, like, for two weeks later, I felt like I was behind the curve. And I'm no. like, that's relatable. You know, you feel like you miss out on, like, five minutes of a conversation, but you still feel like you're you're outside of it. Yeah. So.
1: This is great for, like, this is where Cisco is really shining here, I think. He's being really creative, yeah. pulling in the resources he has rather than trying to do whatever one expects him to do, which is rub Starfleet on everything, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't even think they can do it. He was maybe being a little oppositional to Picard, but he's like, I don't even think the Bajorans are ready, man. So he he may not even think that this mission is going to work, but he's doing everything he can to make it work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's still at Quark for like five minutes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And he already has insight, basically, into how to convince him to do this.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's playing the dad car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's good. He's good at this. He's good at this. So. Um, the, the chemistry between Quark and Odo here, I don't think was planned initially. But um, it works. Rene Obergeron
1: that might be my favorite line of the show of the episode
0: <laughs> yeah the Odo bit and he's like i didn't think i was gonna like that guy yeah. but delivered so deliberately renee ubergerall is probably better now i think as being the original father McCulley and mash the movie not, not oh. the tv show the movie um so yeah he is every star trek series has one actor where everyone's like that's the good one um it was leonard nimoy in the original series patrick stewart in t and g it's Rene O'Bergeron in Deep Space Nine. It's got okay. some good actors this show, but he's just the standout. So,
1: This exchange is, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep saying like this exchange between these characters is great, because it is. Like, She directly yeah. challenges him. I, I think you're a, a preppy jerk. And he's like, I'm going to pick this thing up and put it down just to prove my point to you.
0: <laughs> and she rolls her eyes at it. She's not sold because it's performative. But at the same time, there's an accord they reach at the end of this scene.
1: And it's because he's willing to engage with her.
0: Yeah. He's asking her questions. He's in command here, but he knows how to listen to the people around him. Yeah. And in, in doing so, it gets us to another piece of exposition. This, It's very tightly packed.
1: Yeah, it's a really good transition. Because... Yeah. This is important.
0: In, yeah. In, in TNG, you get a lot of the impression, especially early on, that they just didn't read their briefings. <laughs> um, now, whether Cisco knows this or not, we don't know. He's paying rapt attention. He seems like he's taking the information on. But...
1: And then this guy comes back, and you're like, oh, yeah. he's not a cultist.
0: Yeah. No matter what, no matter what your intel says... There's nothing wrong with asking people for their perspective. Like you don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure.
0: Cisco's not going. Oh, it's your it's your K. Your K who leads the religion. Yeah. yeah now I've heard all about that. <laughs> he goes. To go, no, it's the Kai. <laughs> She's important to us and all that kind of stuff. Um. And he gains a lot by doing that by letting her talk, whether he knows or not. I don't know. But...
1: I like the single bird they flew across the mat painting there
0: it's good it makes it work you know it makes it seem like it's alive you can't make yeah. the trees rustle right now so <laughs> kai let me see the right one kai opaka yes. is played by kabil saviola who's great she had no idea what she was doing <laughs> she's like what's all this what's All this stuff i'm doing but she's great is the similarities like...
1: between her costume and guidance is that just coincidence
0: I think it's just a coincidence so I mean look man these guys are costumers on a sci-fi show and 80% of what they do is uniforms so I'm sure (laughs) they go crazy when they can yeah so it's very touchy very invasive he's a Starfleet guy right he's not very religious and um he's not really sure what her whole deal is why would you introspect
1: when you can just work
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that's a fair uh it's a fair premise for Sisko. So, And whether or not she's actually feeling something or if she's engaging in political play, isn't sure. But she knows a lot about him. Yeah. So.
1: She's probably for real. I, I feel like Star Trek generally doesn't put forward religious leaders that are fake, you know.
0: Um, a little bit. I mean, they're usually uncomfortable with with religion. A little bit, where yeah. they're like, yeah, "It's fine, you have your religion, but no, no, no. Um, it's a nice little hologram. Use use smartly." Yeah. So, but, and if this was a one shot episode, we'd be like, "Oh, can't wait to find out what her deal is." But um, we're we're gonna be coming back to her. We're, we're gonna be coming back to the prophets. So we're gonna see.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly really surprised how much of the plot happens in these two episodes. And I think that's because I'm used to mo- more modern shows where this kind of storyline would be dragged out over six plus episodes, perhaps. As opposed <laughs> to, you know, back back then. Back then. I can't believe I say it that way. But no, it's fair. you got to wrap that stuff up in, you know, yeah. two or three episodes. Chop, chop. People don't watch serial
0: it, it, it was 38 years ago this came out. Give or take a week, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. As of our recording. So, yeah. So. Yeah, this is a beach in New York. This dude's from New Orleans. They have beaches in Louisiana, you know. Not not good ones. But, like, they have them. <laughs> I... <laughs> like, this futuristic drink holder. So.
1: Futuristic drink holder, but no way to protect his feet from the burning sand
0: no i forget uh like they they never explained the context for this i assume he had a good reason maybe he was hungover so i mean what really needs an explanation is the the swim top with the yellow stripe on exactly one side
1: asymmetrical design is futuristic okay um, <laughs> i'm just so. making stuff up i'm not being making...
0: I mean, if it's confident, people will believe it, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we are going to talk about fashion. This series is going to talk more about fashion than you might expect. So there we go. So that's good. But we get to see it like they they put Jennifer in the fridge, right? Like right in the the refrigerator for his pain. Um, Yeah. So it is good that we do cut back and we see Jennifer when she's alive. Yeah. If... Only in the context of her romantic link to Ben Cisco. She's like,
1: No, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Which it's fair. Yeah. Sisko emotes a lot, uh, for a cap well, he's not a captain, is he?
0: Yeah. He's going through some stuff right now. Yeah. So Um So he's I mean, he's a starfleet officer. This is, this is a Tuesday for him, really. I'm back in time meeting my wife who died three years ago. That'll happen. You know, <laughs> once every other week, seven years at a time. So, I
1: mean, I feel like no matter how much you can suspend your disbelief, if, if you get given this opportunity, you're like, you know what? Not going to look, look this gift horse in the mouth.
0: Yeah, that may say something about us all. Oh, I mean, that's a very relatable thing where it's like if you go back in time to some point in the past you just roll with it and try to fix things it's like yes quantum leap me (laughs) so but it's good because this this conversation has the layer of in the past of happening in the past and then also happening in the present yeah so and never again (laughs) Like, I don't care what year of the future you're from. You cannot get in my personal space like that.
1: <laughs> right. She's being very, very nice to him. Yeah. But I guess if you've married someone and, like, had a kid with them, you know what they like.
0: That's true. That's true. This isn't that Rick and Morty episode where he he finds... He has this really strong relationship with a girl, goes back in time and tries to take off from that basis, and he creeps her out. Yeah. He gets made. Well, that's it's the... Great.
1: That's the um, Groundhog Day plot line, right? Trope.
0: Yeah, yeah, in a yeah. lot of ways. So, but, and now it's gone. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, Bajoran Civilization's hella old, um, and the initial script for this, like it, they, these these things, came along a hundred years ago, and. the the nerds who are in charge of that in Writer's Room are like, no, no, that's like yesterday for Bajorans. <laughs> so.
1: It is interesting uh, to- in that. So, so the vision that it gave him is useful to us as viewers, and it's potentially yeah. useful to him, but there's no real reason for it to have done that.
0: Um, orbs do what orbs do. Um, <laughs> True. True. So- Orbs, orbs are very good at driving plot lines, right? Because they were given to the Bajorans <laughs> by Doctor Manhattan entities in a wormhole, <laughs> who see the past, the present, and the future. So they're they're used sparingly. They're not used to drive a lot of plots. So, um, but you know, him being linked to his past, the way that he is, is probably part of why that happened yeah and we're going to talk about that in the second half here yeah but, but she's given him a quest he's the chosen one
1: yeah just like honest to god like rpg quest
0: yeah <laughs> here take this you might need it so now it's dangerous to i never played zelda it's dangerous to, it's dangerous to go alone, to go alone and take and this of the prophets yeah. <laughs> yeah. so and we get all that Star Trek prophecy stuff and then he, we have a real human moment that cuts to it. This dude has had more scenes with his son so far in this episode than Worf had with his in like all of season six.
1: <laughs> and honestly, that's, that's not, Crusher hmm? Crusher doesn't interact with Wesley a whole lot either.
0: No, she didn't. No. So, like, he, he's yeeted off the ship in like season three I think. But even before then, no, he's he's neck and neck with her right now. Give it three more episodes and he'll, he'll just put her right in the ground, yeah. Numerically speaking. Yes. Um, so, hey, that's Morn. You can see the big tree trunk looking alien up there. That's Morn. Oh. I don't think he says anything this episode, but eventually he's going to start talking and then never stop, so. <laughs> Live shows at Quarks are not exactly lit.
1: This is pretty lit. I don't know. This seems this seems fair fun. enough. Oh, the live the, the the rock tinkling you meant? Yes, that's yeah,
0: yeah. The guy hitting the mushrooms wasn't. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if this is really working for this venue, but yeah. So, we don't we don't really see a lot of live acts at Quarks. So, but he has Hollow Sweets, which we'll learn yeah. about.
1: <laughs> and for all the animosity they had, Bork is, uh, he's really taken it and run with it, right? The idea that yeah. he can be a centerpiece of the community.
0: Yeah. It's like, sure. He gets that jab in there, though. Yeah. He made a deal. A contract is a contract is a contract. So, um, you know. And he's, he's nettling Cisco over it and whether he does that in the future or not, we don't know. But now, now that we've gotten a lot of our exhibition out of our, let, let's add some more cast. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird seeing them in these uniforms. So, cause you know, these are the TNG uniforms that are like, they have the color on the, most of the shirt. And Cisco oh, yeah. has the DS9 uniform that's just like color on the shoulders. Yeah. So. But yeah, Bashir and Dax. Thoughts? <laughs> uh,
1: Dr. Bashir <laughs> is, is a very interesting character.
0: Yeah. So. I, um.
1: And this is a good introduction to the Trill, because I had never heard of them.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it's good. I mean they they're from Star Trek, but Star Trek should be pretty good about bringing people up to speed on these types of things. So and They never really explain the details of it. Yeah. They're just like, "Hey, you're super old and you're in a lady now." So <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, Bashir. Oh, he's this... the only person who's happy to be here.
1: <laughs> this scene is amazing. This scene, oh, it's, so it's so much different now, I think, than it probably did at the time.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: This entire time, I was like, shut up, shut, no, stop, stop, t- stop talking. Oh my God, stop.
0: <laughs> you you may just want some audio of that on a loop that you can play for yourself. For this, guy. <laughs> for this. So. um, But it's great, it's great to have that character, you know? Yes. Um, Alexander Sadig. Credited as uh, Sadiq El-Fadil. His name is much longer than that. He's Syrian born. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's, he's got the Federation privilege.
1: Yes. This I believe is called poverty touring.
0: Yeah. That's a, yes. That's a great, uh, great phrase for it. And he's like the only winner in our group, right? He could have been on the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, offering dry academic assessments of suffering aliens of the week. But he decided to come here, and now he's getting chewed out by Major Kira.
1: Which he 100% deserved.
0: He did. He did. Um, But I think he came out here for the experience of being out here, and that's part of it. This is what he asked for. Yeah. Um, He chose to get out of his comfort zone, to his credit, and he's going to make a lot of mistakes when he's out of it.
1: But that's okay, because no one's allowed to punch him in the face.
0: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. So um, the original Star Trek was billed as a uh, wagon train to the stars. And there was apparently another show around the time called uh, The Frontiersman, I think, mm. or Frontier, uh, which was about like, a, it was like this. It was just like one fort, right, out on the frontier. And they had a Native American in it. And then it's like, well, that, that, that's our Native component. And in a lot of ways, um, Major Kira is, is our Native component. She's given yep. more agency, I'm sure, than... Um, you know, the character from that show. But, oh god, this scene.
1: I, I don't like it. You don't? I do I don't like it. <laughs> like, I mean it's it, it's a very important scene. I just don't yeah. don't like watching it. It's so gross. It's so gross. Oh, the the, the surgery or the, slug? <laughs> yeah, the, sur- the Yeah, the the yeah, the surgery okay. pulling out the slug. Okay. Um but no, it's very important character wise. The trans- the transferring of consciousness, right? And
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, okay. The, okay. The, I'm fine.
0: The audience sees literally that they're taking something out of the old guy, who's curzon, and they're putting it into the young lady. Yeah. And so they're, we're not just told it; we're shown it, and we have a good device for showing that the um. The the orb, so. And again. Um, it's pretty sedate, but I can definitely see how it would be. It's weird because the idea is that they're implanting this pound of worm inside of her so
1: and then they're joined yeah it's a cool idea
0: yeah it is it is interesting so there's lots of stories you could do with that idea about you know what identity is what consciousness is what it's like to be outvoted in your own body with life experience yeah but
1: and I think particularly for that scene because there weren't any words the the expressions on the actor's did a lot of work there. They did a really great job yeah. with the pensiveness. And then clearly clearly, the consciousness like said, Hey, I'm here. What's up?
0: <laughs> and yeah.
1: she, she seemed so. to feel better.
0: Look, he's like the only chief petty officer in Starfleet. I get that. But on the other hand, what does the captain care if he was in a few episodes? There's a lot <laughs> of characters who are in a lot of episodes. We just didn't see them. You know what I mean? Did yeah. they bond over that one time that Chief O'Brien said he built ships in a bottle as a kid? <laughs> was Picard like, man, he handled himself really well when he was possessed by an alien and threatened his own wife and baby. Good man. <laughs> I miss that guy when he leaves.
1: Come yeah, on. I expect that. that's totally fair. And I expect it's more of a like fan thing, right? Yeah, it is.
0: Because for me, even though
1: I haven't seen all of TNG, I know Chief O'Brien, right? I recognize him, and he feels, yeah. I think, like more of a character than he actually is.
0: Uh, you'll, you'll, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, <laughs> I can only imagine there's like a shuttlecraft spinning into. It. Picard says, "I called down here asking for you, and you weren't here." It's like, like the snares. There's like a shuttle. You know, swirling into a planet is gonna blow up, and because like, "O'Brien, did we get them?" And It's like I'm I'm McCully, McCully's on transporter. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, McCully." It's awkward. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> did we get him? He's like, "No, no, we didn't." Oh, it kind of implies O'Brien would have, doesn't it? And you're like, "Yeah." It does. <laughs> so, but it is nice. It's a fan scene, but there were other scenes in this this show that were caught, cut, and it's like, man yeah that's fair but whatever it's good to have these transitions to clearly show things that oh look it's O'Brien from the Enterprise we're in his Enterprise suit He's fine (laughs) and now there's Cardassians
1: I like that she says it as if it's a swear
0: she does yeah which is uh you know that's how she feels about Cardassians so
1: she probably has a lot of very good reasons.
0: <laughs> I mean they, they fill us in on who he is here, right? Yeah, 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 they do. They tell us. Yeah. His particular history. He also played one of the first Cardassians. This is um gosh, I want to say his name's uh Mark Alamo? Mark Alamo, something like that. I don't know. But he, he played one of the first Cardassians. The Cardassian look with those ridges on their neck are based around his neck being so long. But he's good. He's good at this. Yeah. So he's a little slimy. Slimy the right word?
1: Slimy is a good word, I think.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't depress Bajorans, but you can visit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I guess if you haven't seen the other episodes with Cardassians, this is your first time meeting the Cardassians.
1: I think it is. Yeah, because I, I have seen the four lights clip, but I haven't seen that episode.
0: Yeah. Well, compared to that one's probably a good impression. But yeah. <laughs> so.
1: But it's clear. I mean, it's clear that he's he's a huge jerk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, we also learn a little bit about the Cardassian intelligence apparatus.
1: I'm actually kind of surprised that he's just being this forward with Cisco. Yeah, I don't know if he, so, I don't know what his play is here exactly.
0: Yeah. I think he's just trying to see if Cisco's stupid enough to say yes.
1: <laughs> Federation
0: cooperation with Cardassians? Come on, Federation loves cooperating. Give me all your stuff, and then mine will be in the mail. In six to twelve weeks, <laughs> dude. You guys broke the promenade yesterday. That's a great gift. Great gifts from Cisco. The frowning. The the frowning, frowning headshake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but.
1: Yeah. I expect. I, I guess a lot of that was just failed threat. Like we're nearby. <laughs> Just so you know, because we like reveling and being jerks, so yeah,
0: failed threats. We know what you're doing. We know what, yeah. we know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know you have something we want. So exactly, and the Cardassians can just roll up to Bajor or whenever. I guess they don't give a damn.
1: Technically, they're allowed.
0: Yeah. So, I like that. Uh, I like that. Cisco tries to jump ahead of her. And she's like, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was the other thing. So, so she's given us some of our basic techno babble. When I mean, she did this, she's, the techno babble is the worst for actors. They hate it because they don't, they don't always get it, right? They don't always shoot these things in sequence. And there's like a whole division of the writing staff that makes the techno stuff, right? Yeah. Um, when writers are writing, sometimes they will just put in techno babble in brackets, and that team <laughs> goes back and fills it in. Yeah, that makes then, sense. That makes sense. That's probably the actors, most. Yeah. Oh, go huh? ahead. Uh, and, then, and then the actors don't have a scientific background. They're right. from 38 years ago of science, and this is not, not cutting edge, but it's ahead of the curve. So they don't know how to pronounce it, they don't know how to put emphasis on it. Yeah. It's a headache for actors to do that kind of stuff.
1: That makes sense. Well, I think that was the most understandable techno babble. Like, it was pretty understandable yeah. given Star Trek techno
0: babble. So. Yeah. So um and this series isn't too heavy on the techno babble. It's very heavy on the the drama and the character work. So um, <laughs> um yeah, so Is sorry, this them just,
1: play fighting? Is this that what's ha- like is Quark in on on this right now?
0: That is a great question. That that's what Derek asked the first time we did this episode. <laughs> um I don't know, but whoever has Later in this series, Quark will have like a number of things, right? Four glasses, one one deli cart, and Oda will just become another one. <laughs> and Cork's like, yeah, seems about right, and he'll just roll with it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, but he does give this meaningful look to Kira. So, maybe he is all nut.
1: Yeah. I I sort of expect he is.
0: Yeah. Which is good of him cuz he's got no reason to cooperate with that but he does. So he
1: he has some reason, right? Cuz these are probably the exact same jerks who busted up his place.
0: That is true. That is true. So, so.
1: compelling reason is I hate these guys.
0: Yeah. If we had a scene for that, I think it would have been fine. If not, I'm also fine with it. You know, we don't need every little thing explained to us. So this 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 CGI was so expensive.
1: I'll bet. Oh my gosh. Look yeah. at all those reflections.
0: Reflections <laughs> yeah. are hard. And they just... Um... So we understand Oda's a shapeshifter. There's lots of times in this series we were like, he could just shapeshift around that. It's like, come on, man. He's just a guy. He's got boots with no arch support. Just cut him, cut him some slack,
1: man. <laughs> maybe it hurts, right? Yeah, maybe so. So he's only willing to do it sometimes.
0: Yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't use it... As a solution, but uh, it's good enough. It's enough stuff. Maybe so, he gets
1: really tired. And he has to take a nap afterwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that. We talk about Odo's um, life cycle, not life cycle, but his his sleep cycle. So oh, okay. Um. Yeah, this is the the runabouts. We haven't seen runabouts before. This is where they they're introduced just for this series. It was something a little bigger than a shuttlecraft to work with. Um, in terms of set, but also like for new toys. So.
1: Yeah, it looks cool.
0: Um, yeah, we got three of these. This is the Rio Grande, and we're gonna see the other ones as the series goes on. Um, so yeah, Terry Farrell, um, by her own by her own account, signed up for this late, barely got cast, didn't think she'd make it. Um, had a fever, was also in her period, doing oh. this, and she's like. I, I really thought they'd fire me, and I was kind of okay with it after a certain point. Oh, no. <laughs> just trying to get through all the techno battle and all this stuff. But, um, you know, she hung around. She stuck with it. So, that's good. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't that's, tell anybody was suffering during the production. Though.
1: That's a rough first week at work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of rough first weeks at work, this console is just not working with O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that worked. Um, oh, yeah, it's great. It works for the character of O'Brien. It works for uh, the station itself at this point. So, a little bit about Oda. A little head nod, quiet head nod. Yeah. So,
1: We've got the shuttle going on while the Cardassians can't watch it. Pretty yeah. good play.
0: Yeah. We've done a clever thing. That we understand. Now we're doing something technical. So. 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 And this is just part of Cisco's attempt to get the. Um, find the Celestial Temple and do it with the chaos to maybe keep the visual ones together for a while. Yeah. So this thing had the budget of a movie. I think I may have mentioned that. Um, yeah. They had to build all the sets. They had to build all the. This set. Um, they had to do the wormhole effect now that now that I think of it
1: <laughs> it's a good wormhole effect
0: yeah and they blew up the station a little later oh so. yeah but yeah it is an interesting effect it has a it's it's pretty psychedelic I think
1: yeah special wormhole yeah so. thanks <laughs> thanks O'Brien yeah. it doesn't know so yeah there's nothing to know they just disappeared yeah.
0: There's little raindrops in the cylinder. The little tendrils. Well, you're in a wormhole, dude. What do you want? <laughs> so these two have a nice casual relationship. There was a moment where she had to she she got with Avery Brooks, Terry Farrell. And she's like, you have to pull it back a little bit, man. I can't do this. I can't do this at this level. <laughs> I can't. I can't act with you, because he's also a pretty good actor. You know, I say Renee O'Barr is good, but um, Avery Brooks is no joke. I accept a lot of stuff, but those guys knowing a random Gamma Quadrant star is is a bit much to accept. But whatever. Oh yeah, that one Gamma Quadrant planet.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, do they do they have multiplication tables, but for really long, far fetched star systems? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but apparently they know it. They're Starfleet officers, whatever.
1: Maybe the Gamma Quadrant is like famous for being the furthest quadrant we know about.
0: Yeah, sure. Something like that. So, yeah. So there's just four of them. Like there's, okay, so there's the Gamma Quadrant, where all this is. There's the Delta Quadrant, which is where Star Trek Voyager gets stuck at um, in a year and a half or so. And then we live in the Alpha Quadrant, but we don't talk about the Beta Quadrant a lot um
1: yeah that's true
0: yeah in in like non-canonical maps like the federation sits on the line between the alpha and beta quadrant the romans and the Cleons are in the beta quadrant and the cardassians and bajorans are in the the alpha quadrant mm-hmm. but um like none of that's in the show so i don't know but what do they say it takes twenty seventy years i'm sorry 70 years to get that far Or, they, or do they yeah. just give us a lot of light years?
1: I think they give us a lot of light years. I can't remember.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. So now dun, we've dun, landed dun. In, that, in that wormhole effect, which when we saw, it wasn't nothing. Yeah. But now there's a planet here. Lightning planet 17 alpha. Try not to fall asleep, Cisco. <laughs> Look, they go to a lot of barren, lightning planets. Okay, this ain't nothing. <laughs> this
1: is a cool effect, right? The the fact that they're displaced into two different environments.
0: Yeah, and again, it reflects where they are personally.
1: Yeah, she's For having Dex, a great time.
0: Yeah, and she's worried about Cisco, but generally, she she's doing good. She likes this.
1: <laughs> That's, that look is great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's great. So it's a park in California, Dax. Dial it back a little bit. It's pretty <laughs> idyllic. Not that not the most idyllic. How bad is Trill? I mean, <laughs> so
1: maybe the, like the temperature is really nice. There's there's that like light maybe. breeze that makes everything great.
0: That's true. Maybe, maybe Trills are really sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, they're like, man, the humidity point. Ah, oh, it's just great. People <laughs> love that. So, so, and we're doing some some pretty standard Star Trek stuff here. Yeah. Weird place, scanned by alien. We scan alien. Plot moves forward incrementally. <laughs> not it's not the strongest part of the episode. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's That's true. It. Oh, so. there
1: we go. Yeah.
0: So, but, Man, you, you try know.
1: to introduce yourself to an alien.
0: Find yourself in front of a green screen. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, I they have not remastered this because th- this was done a lot of TNG stuff. A lot of the TNG effects were done practically. A lot of DS9 effects were done CGI because it was that yeah. age, right? Yeah. Um. So when it comes to remastering TNG, my understanding is you can take the original and you can just not downgrade it for tv and you can take the original film grain yeah and you can make a high def episode for DS9 generally, because, speaking, hmm?
1: generally speaking 35 millimeter film is roughly equivalent to 4k 4k i
0: i would defer to you on that completely i don't know <laughs> i think
1: i think so anyway i okay. read about it when they um they re-released the music video for last christmas or um yeah yeah, I think that's what the song is called. And they re- re-released it in 4K and it was filmed in like the 80s.
0: Okay. So,
1: if my memory is correct, 35mm film is roughly equivalent to 4K. It's super, super high-res. Okay.
0: Well, um, I don't know if DS9 was shot digitally mm-hmm. or if it was on film, but the effects were digital. Yeah. But um, as, as expensive as it was to remaster TNG, DS9 more expensive. So if you, if you look at this and then you flip back to TNG... TNG, despite being an older show, is a way higher quality. Yeah. Um because they could just transfer over, but they can't do that with Deep Space Nine. So uh,
1: I don't find it super noticeable. I mean I don't have a four K monitor, so maybe maybe that's oh, yeah. why.
0: I don't know if I do or not. I doubt I do, but um But yeah. And this is yeah, all... Yeah, it all this depends is all... on... Sorry. No, no, it's a uh, Avery Brooks in front of a white thing with lots of lights on him. That's it. That's the yep. effect. Slow zoom. Lots of water and to keep him hydrated. But yeah, <laughs> so it's I love hot. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: I love that that it is speaking through his people and his memory. Yeah, and again, he just rolls with it. He's like, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And they're figuring him out. And he's like, hey, you're, you're working with me. What is the, uh... I was watching Steven Universe when he first finds the mirror. I don't know if you're familiar with Steven Universe.
1: I haven't seen it yet.
0: Okay. He finds a mirror and the mirror can speak to him, but only by putting together things that it's seen. And it's in the, in the glass of the mirror. Uh, and that's kind of what they're doing here. Yeah. Where they're just taking people that they know that he knows and putting them together. And the aliens do not understand time at
1: and all. At this exact moment, Siska's so like, oh, God. <laughs> How am I even going to explain this?
0: Okay. You know, everything in the universe is going to go to crap eventually. Well, before that, <laughs> the process by which that happens is called time. But he gives a much better explanation than I would. So, um, And it talks specifically about, you know, it, it takes something that you don't really question. And it says, hey, um, here's how it relates to us as people. Here's, yeah. here's why time is important to us as humans. So. Yeah. So,
1: And that, that ends up being pretty profound and pretty highbrow psychology stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Um, DS9, the, the next generation in the original series were morality tales, right? Broad characters, self-contained stories with a lesson at the end, usually given by Patrick Stewart or William Shatner. DS9 doesn't do that so much. Yeah. because um, DS9 is like, hear about lessons about here on Earth. It's very applicable. Um, I don't want to say prophetic, but it feels prophetic at times. We're gonna watch a we're gonna watch a plague episode in like three episodes. Oh, oh um, God. <laughs> yeah, oh, guess how those people feel about quarantines. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it's—I it's, don't say it's more grounded. It's just—I
1: think it more... has more to work with because the characters are more developed and get to be flawed, whereas the characters in the other series don't really get to be flawed.
0: Not, not so much in the the scenario. We have a very specific place and very specific forces around us with the Bajorans and the Cardassians and the Federation. Yeah, um,
1: politics as well. Yeah, politics and people. Yes, right. He's so excited.
0: He is. <laughs> so great. Now Odo has a character moment.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Ex- I was surprised by this. I didn't expect his yeah. character to also be developed.
0: It's good. So. <laughs> he tried. He tried. So. But, like, it's, it's his story. It's his thing. Yeah. Like, he has a thing that he wants. He is our, our typical outsider character, right? Yeah. Um, our Spock, our Data. But he doesn't even know who is inside group. Like, like Data, he's one of a kind, as far as we know. Yeah. So, he wants to know about it. So, so he's like, it doesn't matter if I'm useful. I want to go along. <laughs> because I'm a member of the senior staff. And this if, is, this important is important to, to me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. But. Um, and it's good. Like there are a lot of, uh, false starts here, which I always appreciate in this story. Not too many of them. Um. Where you know, Cisco thinks he's ahead of Dax on the thing, but he's not. These guys are going to go to the wormhole, but that's going to get subverted a little bit. But. It's good. It sh- shows that you know we're considering options, and those options don't always work, which is kind of one theme with the whole um, B-cast of, people, of characters who don't always win. Yeah, and especially I love that when they
1: corporeal life, we we see contact with other life forms, not you jerks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so great. It's like, oh man, I wanted to meet cool humans. I don't want to meet fungus. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. All right. We're happy to meet fungus. We think fungus are cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's very good. Where they're like, "Hey, this is." Um, they think that he's bad for them because he experiences time, and they don't. They think that he's yeah. infecting them with time.
1: Yeah, and In they're sense. probably right to an extent, because and this is mm-hmm. this is kind of what happens when you get into time travel too. The, the meeting of a timeless creature and a timed creature occurs at a specific point in time right? Because it has to which means yeah. that this timeless creature now has some aspect of time because they're not always meeting this guy it gets a little complicated, it gets a little weird yeah,
0: yeah. There, there's the Dr. Manhattan theory which is that you know, Dr. Manhattan acts according to his knowledge of all time happening at once so he acts according to that pattern right Mm -hmm. Um, his wife tells him that she's cheating on him he just said that he just said that he's going to leave because he's going to learn that his wife is cheating on him but then once she says it he gets emotionally upset and he leaves Mm -hmm. because that was all that was part of the pattern in advance and he saw all of that but he's not going to change it yeah because the notion of changing it is isn't part of his existence. His existence is all of those things happening.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Sorry. Uh I don't know, that felt felt random. But um
1: It's difficult now to explain though, right? Yeah. Just now saying. we have Siri talking back.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. O'Brien's fighting with the station. Yep. So and he's trying to move what is like station is part of stationary, I assume. I don't know the full root of the word, but he's trying to move it.
1: <laughs> he's trying to move it really fast too.
0: Yeah. They, and the station been is like before. look, man, I process Ore. That's what I do. <laughs> Ships dock with me. So But But he's um But he's trying to move it and it's not really made for that, so yeah it's just Thanks blocking me every Siri. turn yeah <laughs> like, man it's like trying to edit video on a new phone <laughs> like i just can't do it especially if it's like a new brand of phone like, oh, i got yeah, used to the sure. brand i use for phones yeah and it's like uh i don't want to use other people's phones <laughs> so
1: he got it then though.
0: boom yeah it's that's why you, gotta, you it does yeah go, go ahead it 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 goes from a little shaky effect, sparkly effect, to a solid effect. Yeah. It's a good visual.
1: That's why you always leave manual switches on for things. <laughs> I can't, it drives me crazy when, like, cars in particular are bad at this. Cars will be designed with, like, electronic shift systems and no oh. actual stick. And no way oh, yeah. to, it's like, you know computers fail, right? Like, you do understand that.
0: Yeah, I just I, don't know, I my my car is fairly old. My my biggest problem with it electronically is that the little, the glow, the light under the shift doesn't light up. So at night, I just kind of have to shift and then turn my <laughs> interior lamps and check it.
1: Check oh it out. yeah, I had um my car is also old, but it has only electronic, um, ah. she, um, gosh, windows, and oh. at this point, I wish it had manual too because the electronics failed.
0: Yeah. yeah they do. So I
1: have duct tape on one of my windows because I couldn't roll it
0: up. Oh, uh, it's the worst. Rip. Yeah. So. Yeah. But <laughs> a, a typical. Maybe these random aliens will like Cardassians more than humans. Like when <laughs> one time to Gold ducat one time. <laughs> aliens like Cardassians more than humans. I oh, do. He just assumes. He just assumes. He's negotiating for their wormhole technology. They're,
1: like, they're trying now. to, yeah, they're trying to get the jump on us, because it's projecting.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of crappy people. Spoilers, and they project, <laughs> they project their crappiness onto other people to justify to justify that behavior.
1: Because yeah. that's the world they they live in, right? That's what all crappy people do.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Like accusing people of cheating at elections oh hey look we're back with ben and jennifer wow amazing so um but yeah and he doesn't know why he's here yeah oh he's got to explain death to the undying prophets of the bajorans <laughs> and it's painful man it's painful to make him explain his own wife's death to yeah. aliens it's like, come on, man.
1: Although I think, I suspect that being forced to, <laughs> sorry, just that Dago, like, you there's no way you guys can live like this. You must be lying. <laughs> this has to suck so much.
0: <laughs> we have doubts as well, wormhole aliens. <laughs> um,
1: but making him explain it objectively, I think, is potentially helpful as well, right? Because he gets yeah. to go outside of himself and explain to it like he's explaining it to an alien that doesn't understand the concept of linear time
0: yeah and he he has to like say hey look this is the ideal way in which humans operate and then they're eventually going to go well we've tricked you into space therapy why don't you do that (laughs) (laughs) so um Anyway, you know, if if the prophets, if the wormhole aliens are timeless, right? Then maybe they know that. Maybe they are trying to do him a solid.
1: Maybe. maybe yeah, I didn't think about it like that, but maybe. Yeah.
0: So I'm not not a big fan of Ben Sisko being the chosen one, but <laughs> maybe not the strongest dialogue this episode. But um all of these people looked at the script and went this this dialogue this this writing is so good. I want to be a part of this. Um I don't get that I think some of the dialogue here's a little clunky.
1: Maybe a little. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the woman who plays Jennifer Cisco, I feel bad for not knowing her name. She does a great What is to kiss? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she really does.
0: So nails it. But he doesn't try to kiss her. You know what that is? Progress. Way <laughs> to go, Star Trek. I mean, you had her top buttoned all, unbuttoned for like no reason in the beginning, so no, that's how you it's get a draw, a sun... but That's a step up.
1: No, you get a good oh, suntan by yeah, because okay. if you if all you're right. if you want to get star damage, you don't want a line in the middle of your back that isn't damaged by the star. So no, that's totally normal, I think.
0: Okay. Alright. Oof. It's pretty heavy. I mean, it almost goes without saying these are uh, next generation sets that they just borrowed for a day and put a lot of smoke in it and fire. So, but yeah. it's hard, you know? And here we see the bizarre confluence of these images.
1: Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah.
0: It's surreal, but it's very reasonable in context.
1: Yeah. although the the cgi definitely it looks a little aged here with the how they cut out her hair especially
0: i mean the 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 surreality i think works for it. like i think it's supposed to be kind of dreamlike yeah so (sighs) cardassians
1: horrible noises
0: ratchet ass ladle ships It it's, good
1: dis- that- yeah. oh, go it's
0: good to see go ahead it's good to see the Starfleet officers being able to use any alien shit for no reason extends to Kira using these runabouts <laughs> despite being a terrorist two weeks ago
1: It's uh you know standardized modular components and stuff,
0: yeah yeah. So now he has to wrangle the stuff that's going on outside with what's going on inside here. Yeah. It's good. he's Patrick Stewart. And they had Patrick Stewart. I don't even know what his read on the script was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you're going to be in the conference room. You're going to be in this guy's office. And then you're just going to be two inches away from him. Staring. <laughs> so did they Lacutus said some stuff, didn't he? Did they make, they put him in Lacutus makeup again for this?
1: I'm. Uh, um, uh, I think they had a shot of him. I'm not sure if he talked. Yeah.
0: I, think he, I think he did say something. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, good. I hope they paid him then. They're like, here's the cutest face thing. Get him <laughs> that again.
1: I like that when it was being more aggressive, it used more people to like get yeah. up and get in his face.
0: Yeah. And talk about all of the the consequences of being together, good and bad. Yeah. The consequences of linking himself to Jennifer.
1: And how and sh- we deal with the unknown.
0: Yeah. And baseball. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fan of baseball. That's gonna be a constant going forward. So Oh, and
1: that was that was referred to earlier in the episode as well. Because he had the yeah. the ball and
0: stuff. Yeah. So
1: I like how at this point he's like, oh, God, I have to explain this to you. OK, fine.
0: Yeah. Bye. But it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm kind of a nerd, but I imagine um, you know, explaining human things to aliens, you know. To people oh, no, it's great. Context. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, OK, it's stupid, but trust me, it's fun." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So baseball. It's a great game. It's a linear game, and it's the reason why I can't follow any goddamn writers on Twitter. (laughs) Every baseball season, I'm like, oh my God, the football people don't do this. (laughs) Like, they just make jokes about how awful their league is. Baseball people just don't stop. It's nuts. I'm just saying, I would not follow this guy on Twitter.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think this is a really great explanation of, like, a Distillation of what it means to not know what's going to happen. The game wouldn't yeah. be worth playing if we knew what was going to happen. This is a yeah. bad thing, but also can be. We make it a good thing too.
0: Yeah, I mean, we do value our ignorance of what's to come because we kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you have to accept it as part of our existence. For sure. Um, this may be his one Picard speech, and it's a great one. It's um, good. Yeah. And the game is a great, like you said, distillation of the life, um, the linearity of life.
1: Yeah. I also realized watching this that as linear beings, we have a lot of time to pass. Like we just have a lot of time to fill up that this creature would not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what do they even do because they don't do things? I know. Right. Yeah. So they do what they do. They are what they are. That's like asking how we spend so much time on our fingers. And it's like, well, we just have fingers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. Well, we just have
0: things that we do over time. So. Yeah. So. Oof. Now, we, now we get our... Yeah or tension so we got great ah, there's this relationship in this episode between O'Brien and Kira where they are just both locked on just firing on both pistons they have this great synergy in this episode
1: yeah a great
0: I mean, admittedly, Kira's in a pretty tight spot. Yeah. look, It's... What happened was...
1: (laughs) I swear swear I'm not lying. I know I have every reason to lie to you, but seriously, this time...
0: Look, I've told a lot of lies to a lot of Cardassians, and I know... (laughs) I wouldn't even tell this lie because it's so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: If I was lying to you, this story would be much better, I swear. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you get a lot of convenient technobabbley things—the thoron field and the lepton stuff—and the yeah. The and it's the other interesting
1: thing. that she thought they had shields and they didn't. Yeah. If if she's been on the ship,
0: yeah, she has. So, it's true. So maybe she maybe she just ordered them up by instinct. So maybe,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe they just had miscommunication.
1: I'm surprised they accept this. Oh well they don't, right?
0: Yeah, he counter offers <laughs> one hour. Um but good, it buys them time. It buys them yeah. more time. Um and I just it's it's easy to take it for granted now, but this is uh, a woman leading this station through combat. And she does a damn good job of it. She does. And again, uh, you know, having a black captain who's a single father or less, having a woman who's ex- who is his executive officer, and I think a little more than a token ch- tough chick, are really forward-thinking things for the series to have.
1: Um, yeah she's not really yeah i never i wasn't thinking about it but she's not really the standard uh, michelle i think is the the actor that's often cast as standard tough chick
0: um the one that played vasquez in aliens yes yes i, I don't i can't think of her name right now michelle perez
1: <sighs> i think that might be it oh, I i'm terrible it, otherwise i'm gonna names. sound like an awful racist person My- yeah okay <laughs> Pretty sure her first name's Michelle because I'm related to someone named Michelle, so I I think I think I got that stored correctly. But um, but yeah, I I hadn't thought of it. But yeah, Akira is her own character.
0: I think I missed. I don't think that's her. Okay. So yeah, this is Cisco's real arc that he yeah. he exists in this moment that he can't leave. Which is exactly what Kaiopaka said, and now the prophets are speaking as Kaiopaka. Well, I don't think anybody else has done that. Nobody else has quoted themselves, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's correct.
0: So, um, although we do get that some of these prophets are consistent with who they appear to be, like the Jennifer Cisco one gets it.
1: Yeah and I I hadn't noticed that but yeah you're right the the humans that it is using to communicate have some like are related to what it's saying
0: yeah he's so he's unhinged like he's emotionally raw and vulnerable in that moment um
1: Jeanette Goldstein I'm just completely wrong on Michelle
0: oh yeah don't let it distract us though this is really important so yeah no this is this is our our climax like this breakthrough for cisco yeah
1: like oh i'm doing this to myself
0: yeah shoot his his personal breakthrough is um it's a breakthrough for the prophets as well And it's heavy stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, it weaves into everything that we've been talking about: linear time and linear experiences.
1: And make the point that we subvert that in a way. Yeah. Yep
0: prophets are like i learned about linear human experiences five minutes ago and this don't seem <laughs> <right>. <laughs> five minutes did i get that right minutes okay
1: hours years it's hard
0: yeah i mean they're just made up numbers dude i know so. right let me see kayo I mean, you know, it's a TV show, so he's going to get over it after a good cry. (laughs) But, like, um, yeah,
1: it was good. All the other stuff is done off screen. It's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, like, admitting something to yourself, having a breakthrough like this can be a huge step forward.
0: That's what we call it. So, you know, and when they say you exist here, they're talking about a point in the past. And what Cisco needs to do is he needs to say, hey, I exist here. Which I think he's been superficially doing. he's been existing in the present superficially, um preparing bejeer
1: but stuck in the past right yeah so
0: and he needs to um, to learn to accept here in this actual moment actually in yeah. it. Um,
1: and to integrate his past with his with yeah his present, basically yeah
0: yeah she she looks up for just a half a second there and it's so great because she's getting ready.
1: Yeah, she had that.
0: (sighs) She just nails it. I'm going to lie
1: my ass off.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, then how do we destroy that worship if we can't defend ourselves between worship? Like, what's what's your take on what happened here, buddy? (laughs) So. But we do this and we see a lot about Kira. We learn a lot about Bajoran's. So and she's given us a little bit, a little bit the whole time, yeah, of her history. But now, now we're getting more.
1: I guess what separates her from a lot of other like tough women, uh, archetypal characters, is she has a reason. Yeah, she has a re- a specific reason to be like this. Not just I act like super masculine because. I'm I'm in with the boys and I'm in the, the military and it's just what I'm going to be like
0: I don't even think she acts that masculine she's not one of the guys nope.
1: yeah yeah
0: she, she's a strong character and she's willing to fight but she's not she's not one of the guys yeah so. see and it almost works I think it almost works um, but uh, <laughs> I think they just overplayed their hand You know what I mean? It's like there's too many torpedoes. Yeah. He just can't accept it. Or maybe he was too hard-headed to accept it.
1: Yeah, it might not have mattered.
0: Yeah. He may have been determined to attack and just wanted to figure it out, but. (laughs) He's so excited. But she knows, like, she's the veteran here. And Bashir, who's like our conventional leading character, right? Our hot-headed, red-blooded young man. She's like, hey, I'm going to Holdo your ass. This is how this is going to play out. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. I get Odo not just being a cop, not just being a guy who's angry about his past, but... He's um he's actually doing like a civil service of helping people get to shelter. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Doing doing the good security.
0: Yeah, so. I think I think O'Brien and Kiri here are probably playing chess, and these Cardassians are playing knock over the table and, <laughs> and walk on yes. the board game.
1: Yeah. It's like, For sure.
0: they're playing a good game here, but Cardassians just want to shoot stuff. I should have said Duck Hunt. That would have been way better. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well. All these live with our very regrets.
1: good explosions.
0: Yeah, like they just built these sets and they blew... They didn't even explode a miniature, you know? Like they blew yeah. up the real sets. And it's like, guys, the rest of the season is going to be kind of dog on his budget because... <laughs> oh, yeah, because they spend so much money on this. Like, yeah, Doctor Bashir where you been? Like, there are so many times in TNG where Doctor Crusher's like, "I'm going to start taking care of casualties." And he's like, "Oh crap!" I was watching the drama. <laughs> so, but this is where we see him and his element finally. Yeah. So this also happens to the character that Renee O'Bear's all plays in Mash. He's a chaplain, but he's, he's forced to do some medical work. Hmm.
1: You're a nurse now, Odo. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats on your promotion. But it's a
0: reversal, yeah. right? Because yeah. Bashir's been so out of his element, and Odo's been so... And then they reverse it, and it's, it's good. These characters have facets. She makes the right decision.
1: Nope, we're screwed.
0: Yeah. She tried. She tried all of her cards. She played them well, but she lost. And again, like these are characters who who've, who lose sometimes.
1: Except this time, yeah. Except this time. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They they were just saved by coincidence, basically. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, to I love that light delivery of that face. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah.
0: It's just every every victory of the Cardassians is important for her, especially when she was looking at a defeat just seconds ago. Yep. So. So. You hear the theme in the background playing really loud. Yes.
1: So. They get to revel in not being blown up or surrendering to the Kardashians like a day after they pulled out.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. We use Runabout Pad C a lot. I think just because it sounds better. Yeah. So. But. Here he is doing command stuff. It's great. I mean, he's supposed to be a good doctor, but they're still working on that one lady.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been delegating in the background. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he's the chief medical officer. He knows what he's doing. So maybe he just did surgery out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. She. It was that and a stomach cyst. So I figured while I was here, yeah, I just take care of it. <laughs> And it's just like there's a good reason for the enterprise to come back, and so now we get to close the loop on on this Picard story. Yeah. And he gives us our new premise: we're now a waste station for the Gamma Quadrant, and now we're on Cisco's turf.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. They're, he's in Cisco's office.
0: Yeah. so good so i'm i'm sorry everyone who's listening to this we don't usually pause this much but like there's some drama happening yeah you know
1: it's hard not to get sucked into the episode for sure
0: yeah so and here's the deal where just goes like hey maybe ignore the fact that I, qu- that I said i might quit
1: and i feel like picard here is kind of putting on it on a front I, I feel like yeah. the fact that he hasn't mentioned it was on purpose
0: yeah just testing the guy out
1: yeah so. this is a good wrap up but, for him
0: yeah and we part on good terms like a lot of the tur- well, not all the turmoil is gone we've yeah. resolved a lot of the turmoil we yeah. found the celestial a temple we're good with Picard <laughs> it's a great <laughs> pairing I love this camera tracking so yes I think we have a cut in here, but they track this camera around this huge set that gives us a sense of of continuity between these people and their stories. Yeah, Cork, come
1: on. <laughs> I lo- Like my first thought was, this is only going to make him hotter for her. <laughs> so I was glad I mean... to see that it was right
0: he's that kind of character yes so but now we get a tracking shot from Kira leaving to these guys doing their uh all the business that's gotta be going going on just admin this is there's admin in the series they're
1: busy now there's a lot to do
0: yeah the promenade's cleaned up yeah it's good
1: it's good stuff it's a really good note to end on yeah it really feels like a whole series is ahead of us.
0: Yeah. So final thoughts, Emissary.
1: Really good. I keep saying that for these uh, really solid episodes. But yeah, I loved all the characters so far. Even the doctor, who is supposed to be kind of out of his element and kind of yeah. privileged, as you say. <laughs> he It works, right? Because the other characters get to tell him off. So that works. Yes. We had a great trapeze sequence. Some of the acting seemed a little rough, but... This is a first, this is a pilot episode, you know? So, yeah. You?
0: I I think I'm obviously biased. I think it holds up. I think it efficiently gives us a lot of information, a lot of characters. It gives us like two stories, I think, like the story about the Cardassians and then the Celestial Temple, but also Ben Sisko's story. Yeah. And so I think it focuses everything it does. It's very efficient, very lean. There's so much exposition. I think you on board here without really realizing it. Yeah. It's good. Like you said, it's, I think, hypothetically, you can base a really good series on this for six, seven years, maybe. Yeah. That's my take. So next time, we're going to do A Man Alone.
1: Um, So next episode, A Man Alone. Let me read the description here. The adjustment period aboard Deep Space Nine continues as transplants from across the galaxy attempt to come to terms with their lives and each other. So that definitely sounds like new characters are going to come in. We're going to see them. Not sure beyond that. Maybe stuff with Odo is, is, uh, is in the title card there. So maybe some stuff about him.
0: Yeah, I, I forgot that the Netflix subscriptions for DS9 episodes are practically Zen cones. Yeah, maybe we don't need to worry about that because these things just don't describe what's going to happen. Babel, okay, that, that, that's the virus episode. Frustrated by all of the mechanical problems on the space station, O'Brien attempts to fix the food replicators. That's an episode about a virus. <laughs> Why are they okay. going to bury the lead here? All right. Next week, we're going to watch A Man Alone. And until then, you said for, for the, the sign-off you wanted to do, You, you Exist, exist here. here. Yeah. It's kind of like just saying, hey, look, you know, we exist in the present. That, that, that's what Cisco learns in this episode. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good idea. You want to do that? Sure. Until next time. Uh, you, you exist,
1: exist. here.